For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Guys, do you hear that sound? That's the sound of power and precision. That's right, you're listening to the Lawnmower 3.0, Manscaped's third generation trimmer featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. The Lawnmower 3.0 has advanced skin safe technology, which is a fancy way of saying you're not going to clip your balls off while shaving. But that's not all. Manscaped has a plethora of great products to keep your family jewels in pristine condition. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDGEN over at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday after The Daily Show, which can only mean we're talking UFC with James, and only James. What's going on, man? I'm all good, brother. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Mason's out on assignment, so it's just you and me again. Old school. <laughs> yeah, it's two of the last three shows he's been missing. You know, he's gone missing in action. I'm starting to wonder where he's gone because now that he's gone over to Overtime Heroics or wherever it is, um, he seems to be too big for his boots and starting to get all gobby. I, I noticed that. So, he, yeah. yeah, he's branching out into other fields, other podcasts. and <laughs> He put us on the pay no mind list. Yeah, how do you feel about that one, Arch? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll get his thoughts when he decides to show up here. You know, in, I don't know how you guys do it in England. In America, attendance actually means something. Yeah, no, I think in our sort of public schools and all that, you know, the punctuality, you've got to be very punctual in the uh, English schools and all that. Otherwise, you will get a, a severe, brutal uh, warning and uh, <laughs> potentially detentions and exclusions. But yeah, attendance means something over here as well. Okay, just checking in. Hey, did you did you watch any of the fights last night? Uh, I watched a little bit of uh, One FC. I mean, personally, I, I don't tend to watch a lot of One FC, but um, I think as a mixed martial arts fan, you had to watch some of the fights last night. I saw many people talk about Eddie Alvarez's fight and how he was unlucky with regards to the disqualification because I know, I think he got disqualified in the first fight with Dustin Poirier, so he knows a thing or two about getting disqualified. <laughs> uh, bless the bloke. But um, the main event. Um, with Demetrius Johnson, which it certainly shocked a lot of people and it certainly shocked me. And I think with Demetrius Johnson, he will go down as the greatest flyweight in the history of the UFC, no doubt. I think he tends to be overlooked upon in terms of the pound for pound uh, greats because, you know, he's fighting in a smaller weight class. But what he did to some, well, I say all of the flyweights really in the UFC was nothing short of spectacular. And, you know, he got finished last night and it was the first time he was knocked down in his career. 
Nobody in the UFC could uh, finish uh, Demetrius Johnson. The last person to beat DJ in the UFC was Henry Tehuda, and that was via a decision. So that sort of raises the question, you know, how good's one FC? You know, if, if Demetrius Johnson is going across the pond and getting knocked out by their top fighters, you know, how good's the other flyweights, the other bantamweights and the other like contenders in their one FC? And can they compete amongst the best uh, in the UFC? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, how long before Dana just buys the whole damn thing? And just... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, yeah. you know, money talks in this day and age and in this era. So, but I don't know. I think with 1FC, they've got such a plethora of like overlooked talent and they'll certainly be hot on the UFC's heels in years to come. And, you know, last night just showed the talent that they got on offer. All right. Well, we're going to go over to the UFC <laughs> UFC now. We're going to talk about this yeah. This weekend's card. Thoughts on the card overall? Um, to be honest, you know, it's your, it's your bang average standard um, <laughs> fight night card. But, you know, fair play to the UFC. It's on the ABC, I believe, this weekend. So that means the UK and the European fans won't be having to stay up late for this one because I think the main card starts at 8 p.m. But I don't know, for a second, about a week or two ago, you know, we were thinking that we might not have a main event because Darren Till was unfortunately ruled out. You know, our our British boy, he was forced to pull out due to an injury and, you know, Kevin Holland being the stud that he is, decided to step in on like 10 days notice. So you've got to give him props to that because three weeks ago, he's coming off of a, a unanimous decision loss to uh, Derek Brunson. So, you know, a quick turnaround, fair play to him. Yeah, so you, you're going to bet him, no doubt, right? Uh, Holland. Yeah, Holland. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> what do you got in the first fight? The, the, the Not the first fight, the last fight. Uh, personally, I've got Marvin Vittoria in this one. He's coming in uh, as a number six ranked contender. He's coming off of that impressive win over Jack Clemanson in December. And, you know, he lost by a split decision to the current champ, uh, Israel Adesanya, in 2018. And since that defeat, he's on four straight wins. And I've been thoroughly impressed by Marvin Vittori in recent times, the 27-year-old has sort of just shown that he's a such a well-rounded fighter who combines high-pressure striking with good grappling and submission skills. And he's certainly improved his uh, striking a lot in recent times. I was very impressed with his stand-up ability against Jack Cummanson. And then obviously you've got a guy like Kevin Holland who's coming off of that unanimous decision loss to Derek Brunson on March, late March the 20th. Um, Again, he's no strangers to, to fast turnarounds, obviously, with Holland fighting five times last year and four of them coming via form and knockout last year. So I think this is going to be a tough one because he's coming off of 25 minutes after taking like a brutal, well, I wouldn't say a brutal beating, but a comfortable decision win in Brunson's favour. And, you know, mentally, he did look a bit broken in that fight. So how is he going to prepare for this one? But with Holland, I mean... There's no doubt that, you know, he's a long and an athletic fighter with creative striking and explosive power. He's also an excellent scrambler, uh, scrambler and a capable grappler with uh, six mission wins under his belt. But I think Marvin Vittori is going to have Kel- uh, Kevin's number if the fight does go to the floor. So I don't know. I think Holland was dominated against Brunson on the ground and standing up, he didn't take that much damage. So I think Vittori's game plan for this one, he's probably going to most likely try and take the fight to the floor because I don't think he's going to want to sort of stand and trade with um, 
uh, Holland in this one. I think Vittori is going to be smart, play it simple, take the fight to the floor and sort of grind out a decision. So I'm going to go for Vittori via decision. On decision. This one. Okay. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think you like that spot on. That's a little British. That's British. For you, <laughs> there you right? go. That's, that's British. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Vittori is going to win the fight. And I'm, I'm really being ballsy here to saying a minus 330 fighter is going to win. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, I'm leaning that way. Just uh, That's too much to ask for. Mm. We'll look at that decision see what it pays out. So I'll, I'll probably – no, I will. I'll follow you on that one. We'll grab a, a decision here. All right. Next up, what are we looking at? Next up, I've got the co-main event between Arnold or, uh, Allen against Sadiq Youssef and – I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one because this has all the ingredients to be the fight of the night. You know, two top contenders at featherweight going head to head. You know, these are true prospects at 145, and they're on. They've sort of they're on good. They're on a good run of form right now, and most of them haven't lost in a while. I think Sadiq Youssef is four and zero in the UFC. Uh, Arnold Allen is seven and zero in the octagon and in the UFC. So. You know, this somebody's UFC has got to go. And with Arnold Allen, he's such a well-rounded fighter that combines the sort, of, sort of polished kickboxing ability with a, de- with a dangerous ground game. I think that's sort of got to come up clutch for the Brit in this one because Sadiq Youssef is an excellent striker who likes to sort of pressurise and pressurise his opponent and has a lot of power in those shots. So I think he's got to be wary of Sadiq Yusuf's power in this one. Um, both of them have very similar sort of CVs, but their styles are different. As I alluded to there, Alan, I think he's a better all-round fighter, whereas obviously, as I said, Yusuf's got the more superior striking and the power advantage. So they both tend to go the distance from the looks of it. I think um, five out of Alan's last six fights have gone the full 15. So if he can avoid Yusuf's big shots and sort of grind out the decision and try and get it to the judges' scorecards, then you never know. He might get the decision victory on this one. I think this is going to be a very close fight. And if I, uh, Alan can avoid those hard shots early on, I think he'll sort of control the kickboxing exchanges and look to take the fight to the floor. But Sadiq Yusuf has got a good defence, but I think ultimately Alan may get the fight to the floor. So I'm probably going to go for an Arnold Allen by decision, but that might be the English bias within me. <laughs> Another decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I, I'm not going to bet against you, but I'm going to lean against you. I, I just don't. Yeah. I don't know that Allen can do this one. Uh, I think Sadiq is going to win. I, I just don't have the confidence to bet it, so it's a solid lean for me <laughs> against you. Mm. But I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching it. What's up next? Next up, I think I've got uh, Jim Miller versus Joe Selecki, and. Again, this is one I'm thoroughly looking forward to because I've spoken to Joe Selecki a couple of times over the past couple of months, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna be one to look out for this year, especially if he can get the win over Jim Miller, who's such an experienced veteran of the game. I think he's had nearly 50 professional fights under his belt, and he's lost five out of the last six bouts. So you know, he's. I don't. I don't know with Jim Miller. I think he is a bit past it, but. I just, I'm just not sure where he's at nowadays because Joe Slucky's ten and twelve, uh, ten and two, sorry, and I just think he's probably the more better fighter going into this one. He's got the momentum, and I think on the ground it'll be tough for Jim Miller to deal with uh, Joe Slucky's ground game because he can sort of submit anyone. But Jim Miller, you know, doesn't give up that easy. He doesn't tend to tap very easily, so it really is going to be tough in the exchanges. I think Joe Slucky's got to be. Very, very patient on the ground if the fight does go there. But 
I don't think Miller can sort of push the pace for, for, the, for the full three rounds. I think he may sort of give up towards the end, but if he gets the early finish, then great. If he doesn't get the early finish, then we'll sort of see a one-sided affair with Selecki coming up clutch on this one because I just think he's too sharp on the ground. And even with Miller's experience, I just don't think he's got the, the sort of got enough in him to get the job done in this one. So I think Joe Selecki's going to take this one by a one-sided decision. You know, I agree with you step for step. Uh, I think Selecki's going to win it. I think it's probably going to be a decision. But even at the minus, it's like minus 240 right now that Selecki wins the fight. You can, I think you can grab a piece of that and not worry too much. I do think Selecki's going to take care of business, handle it easy. I'm going to, you know, I'm definitely going to bet the money line and maybe, maybe throw a little bit of money on the decision too, just for fun. Because I think it's like, it's a plus number. It's plus 125 for the decision. So there is some value there. Mm. Yeah, that's good. So Jim Miller spoke to you, and then his career just fell apart. Is that right? Is that? Uh, no, no, no. I spoke to Joe Selecki a couple of times. Oh, you spoke to Selecki. Okay, and now he's yeah. awesome. Okay, so there. That's the post Evan. <laughs> that's the post Evans bump right there. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, see, if you speak to me, you know, doors will open and you will get these big opportunities. So <laughs> I'm still waiting up, for guys. my chance. I'm still waiting for my life to improve. <laughs> so come on our show and then we'll change your life. Yeah. You got anything else? <laughs> Uh, the final fight I've got is uh, Hunter Zuri versus uh, Jack Shaw. Um, this is an interesting matchup. The two sort of hot prospects. Um, Hunter Zuri started his Otsukan career in the UFC off, you know, off right by doing the same in the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I think he won on his debut against Brad Katona. So the, his next bout against Brian Kelleher didn't go his way, but again, Brian Kelleher was a bit of a step up in opponent compared to Brad Katona. And eventually in his last fight, he grinded his way past Cole Smith to return to the win column last September. But I personally think Jack Shaw in the bantamweight division right now, and even in probably in the UFC, I think he's one of the more talented prospects in the division and maybe in the roster. He's 13 and no, he batted Mike, uh, Akundayo to claim the cage warriors bantamweight title in 2018. And then sort of proved a similarly dominant in his, uh, title defense against Scott Malone. And that sort of earned him a contract with the UFC where he's choked out, uh, Hernandez and Aaron Phillips. 12 out of his finishes are split via, eight and four between submissions and knockouts. And I just think on the map in the division, no one's going to compete with Jack Shaw. I think once he got, gets a hold of you, it's lights out. Um, I think with Jack Shaw, he's, he's a crisp striker as well, but obviously he's got that dangerous ground game. And Azure's only hope in this one is to sort of try and grind him out from the top. But again, Shaw's just too seasoned and skilled to let that happen. So I think this is going to be a one-sided affair in this one. I think from what I've seen, it's, it's sort of a, a slight favour in Jack Shaw's approach, in Jack Shaw's favour, which I'm very surprised. I think he'd be a clear favourite in this one. Uh, in short, I'd expect a Shaw dominance and versatility and technical approach to carry him through a second round submission finish. Ooh, submission. Second round. I like it. 
Oh, man. So Shore opened up. Here it is. Let's break it down real quick. Minus 130, which is right. That's a slight favorite. But now he's minus 164. So it seems like as soon as the, the money got involved, the line just plummeted. 34, mm. cent, 34 cent shift is not insignificant. It's a nice little shift. So I think you're probably right. I do think Shore is going to take care of business. You got him in the second here. I'm yep. damn. I don't really. I'm, oh, it's close. <laughs> I'm not sure what to do here. Uh, I'll money line Shore. I'm going to money line Shore. I think he can. I think he can win. He can take care of business. So I'll take that minus 164. There you go. Got it. What Perfect. else you got? Is that it for you? Yeah, that's it for me today. Mm, mm. I want to talk about your boy Sam Alvey versus Julian Marquez. <laughs> that's your boy right there, right? Is it? Uh, I don't know. Sam Alvey's uh, he's a pretty he's a nice ice underdog, plus one sixty. But Julian Marquez minus one eighty eight. I think Marquez is going to take care of business. I think Marquez is going to dominate. I think he's going to win. I'm going to call for an early stoppage in this one too. I don't think it goes to the judges. So I want a piece of uh, Marquez here. Am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy at all. I, I totally agree with you. I think with Sam LV, predominantly in the last couple of years, he sort of applied his trade at um, 205. And it, it's a bit of a weird one at his age. I think he's what, he's 34 and he's got a lot of professional bounce under his belt. And he's taken some brutal beatings over the last couple of years to sort of drop back down and cut that extra weight to go back down to middleweight, which is a bit of a surprise. I think he's coming off of that... Um, uh, split decision draw over Dan and Young, but I think with Julian Marquez, I just I think he's going to get the job done in this one. He's coming off of a win over Mikey Patolo. I just think he smokes Alvi. You know, within the first five minutes, I'm going to go for a first round finish. Ooh, first round. Are you going to bet it, or are you just leaning that way? Uh, I probably bet it to be honest with oh, you. Okay. I just don't know where Sam Alvi's. He's on a terrible record. I think bar that draw in his last fight you know he's on the four fight losing streak so he's not on the best of runs right now no he's not he really isn't <laughs> all right another one i wanted to look at is uh, mike perry and daniel rodriguez let's see oh uh, christ mike perry <laughs> <laughs> not that guy yeah uh mike perry he opened up plus 157 he's plus 138 now so i wanted to, wanted to pick your brain do you think mike perry's got a shot here because i mean it definitely looks like the money's coming in on him um, I genuinely don't know. I mean, you know, the pair on, on the best of runs, well, I say the best of runs in Daniel Rodriguez's last fight, he's coming off of that loss to Albie, but coming off of those uh, four wins, whereas you've got Mike Perry, he's coming off that loss to Tim Means, and then his defeats to Jeff Neal and uh, Vincente Luque, which, you know, fair play, they are tough opponents, but on his day, Mike Perry is a capable athlete, but I was just thinking the fight with Tim Means, he just didn't, you know, he didn't give a, a toss, to be honest. He, he looked off weight and he missed weight by a substantial margin. <laughs> I think that was a fight where he didn't have his corner. I think he had his girlfriend in this yeah, corner. Yeah. So if he can get his act together and make weight and sort of show the Mike Perry of old whereby he's had glimpses, then maybe he can get the job done in this one. But I just don't see how Mike Perry gets the job done in this one. I think I'm favouring Daniel Rodriguez in this one. I'm just sort of torn as to how he gets it done. I'm probably going to go decision on this one. Yeah, but you're not going to bet this one. This is too out of control. No, this is a bit of a weird one. So I'm probably yeah. leaning towards Daniel Rodriguez for a decision. Okay. I mean, I was leaning Rodriguez too, but when I saw the line, how it was shifting, made me think, oh, I better I better stay away from this one. I don't like it. If Mike Perry's uh, girlfriend's not in his corner and he's actually got a proper 
coach who knows the business and knows the deal, then maybe, you know, he's got to punch his chance. But if they go, if I see his girlfriend walk out with him in the walkouts, then I just know it's game over. <laughs> so wait for the walkouts <laughs> and then yeah. make your determination right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. One more fight I wanted to talk about, and that's, uh, I'm not even going to touch the last names. You guys can figure out what I'm talking about. John versus <laughs> Ignacio. <laughs> you sure you don't want to pronounce the last name? You know, there might be a couple more Johns in this one. Bahamo, Bahamo notice. All right. We'll take that. Yeah, sure. We'll take yeah, that. I can't pronounce the names. I cannot pronounce no. names. Oh man. Uh, so what I'm looking here is that, um, Ignacio, he's minus 194, pretty, pretty healthy fa uh, favorite here, but I do think he can take care of business. What are your thoughts? No, I totally agree. They're both on sort of different paths of their career, whereby you've got John uh, McDessie, who's 17 and 70, 35 years of age, whereas you've got Ignacio, 23 years of age, and he's just on an absolute tear right now. He's on a two-fight win streak, and he's coming off of that fantastic contender series performance against Edson Gomez, uh, one via front kick, which is absolutely sensational stoppage. And for for a lightweight, he is a big bloke. You know, he's six foot three, and he has such a huge height and reach advantage in this fight. And if he can make weight, then I think he'll have all the sort of tools and the skill set to to put John McDessie away. And I'm probably going to go for an early finish in this one. I'm going to go for Ignacio via first round. First round, TK. First round stoppage, yes, TK. TK, okay. Mm. Do you want to bet that one, or are you just going to lean that way? I'm probably confident that one. I'd oh, probably really? Bet okay. That one. Mm, mm. I talked you into it. Twisted your arm. <laughs> yeah. So you like him? Uh, let's see. I was just looking here. TKO, TKO, a submission, uh, knockout, whatever. Plus two hundred for Ignacio right there. So you're getting plus two hundred. I'm wondering if it doesn't go to the cards. I'm kind of leaning that way. So I'm getting plus one seventy five here. So it's either follow James, follow Arch, or just take Ignacio minus 188. <laughs> there it is. Or probably do a Mason and say John via third round submission. <laughs> yeah, right. Or maybe pick a draw. That's plus 8,000. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, fortunately, Mason hasn't picked the draws yet. <laughs> you never know. It's coming. I can feel it. <sighs> Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, to be honest, um, I think with this card, I think we've done well for ourselves. We got 20 minutes without Mason. I think we've done all right for ourselves here this That's week. It. It's Considering tight. it's two weeks out. Tight, sleek. Mason wasn't dragging us down at all. It was good stuff. <laughs> all right. So so you're you're still just podcasting here and um, and um, Sports Sesh, right? Yeah, still here and still Sports Sesh podcast and sort of keeping close tabs on UFC Deluxe, but yeah, that's that's all for me. That's your that's your Twitter feed. So the link is there. Go follow James on UFC Deluxe. Listen to him on Sports Sesh, but most importantly, listen to him here. James shows up every week, apparently. Yeah, I've only missed a, a, a couple. I haven't missed that many. No. Uh, Mason, two out of the three last shows. It's a bit of a poor record, and it doesn't bode well with me, and probably doesn't bode well with you at all, Arch. No, no, we'll have to have him a, a good talking to. <laughs> no, exactly. All right, James, get out of here. Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.